I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'd like to be everything you want. Justin Bieber. You know I'm going to hit it with the ether. Guns out. How does the fuck is that lyric? It's Licky but with Alge anyway. It, I don't know if I'd go. But I gotta keep an eye out for Selena. Beauty and a Beat. Hang on. Wait, let me get that actually. What about button. like Baby or something? No. Um, Beauty <laughs> and a Beat. Shane, you can keep this all in, but just let me get Beauty and the Beat right. Taken now. Yeah, I'm the hardest ticket now. Eeny meeny. Let me show you what you're missing. Paradise. You're listening to Bandwagons. happy with that okay so the lyric is justin bieber you mu- you know i'm a hit it with the ether so i was right there buns out wiener but i got <laughs> i did not know that buns out wiener bit and that's the only bit i'm gonna sing from now on buns out wiener um how are you breed i am all good how are you i'm grand yeah did you enjoy the sun this weekend i did i sat out in the sun saturday and then i spent yesterday inside all day which was probably a mistake oh yesterday was gorge oh no it was very very nice i, I can't get anyone to come swimming with me though so um but i don't think the sea is as warm as the weather so probably for no, the best definitely not probably for the best yeah oh, yeah, I'd love, yeah i'd love a good swim what's my mom always saying never swim with an hour in the month no that's the mackerel Um, we've talked about this before what march april may don't eat mackerel with an oar in it yeah you're, you're not supposed to eat mackerel when there's an hour in the month because it's Fresh. Like not as nice, I think. Okay. So May, June, July, August. That's a good macro month. But then, but I don't think we're supposed to eat fish anymore. I haven't watched Sea Spiracy, but maybe consider that. But sorry, what was I saying? No, March, April, May, stay out of the say. <laughs> no, you made that up. You made that up. No, June, July, swim to you die. Ask my mom. Beer before I... clear, all clear. No, Wine. that's... Beer before no, wine, that, you'll be fine. That was made up. <laughs> 
liquor before wine, you'll be grand. Like you can make anything fit to your own nar- narrative. Yeah, but like sea swimming, I don't know. I don't want an agenda there. If um, you want to swim, swim. That's what I say. I've got all the gear. The girls were sagging me because they were like, Breed, you are the type of person that buys all the equipment for a hobby before you even yes. consider taking up the hobby. <laughs> yeah. So here I am with like my four swimming togs, my dry robe, my like all gear bag and all. And I have not swam this year yet. I am as well to a degree though. Like I've bought all the roller skating stuff. Like we shall see how long I keep at but it. You need the roller skating stuff to start roller skating. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't start... But sorry, what's your argument? Well, all you need to swim is... So they were like, why don't you go... Or a body of water. Literally, they're like, why don't you just go and swim and see what like what you need? And I bought like new towels. Like I didn't oh, need yeah, to sorry. buy a dry yeah, robe no. before I'd even gotten into the sea this year. That's a really fair point, yeah. But listen, I'm treating myself. If I don't have the gear, I won't go. So I'm a... I'm a... What's the word? I like to be prepared. I'm a planner. You do. Be all of... Me all of us. Me all of us, right? That's another Calista Jones uh, classic from the Calista Jones pocketbook. Did she say be all of? Be all of. No, she doesn't. Sorry, I don't buy into whatever dialect that is. Monster dialect. Chef's kiss forever. No, all of is how I'd say it. Oh, is it? Yeah, but I thought you. Who don't says be all of then? I would have said that was monster. There's a woman who, well, uh, we definitely didn't say it like that anyway. There's a woman who lives in our area who I've seen, and she's a three-legged greyhound, and they're walking <sighs> past the window at the minute. So gorgeous. He's wearing a jacket, and then she's another girl that like just walks songs louder. And the greyhound's just like bobbing ahead. Oh, maybe it's like a lurcher kind of dog. I'm not sure, but it's that kind of vibe. Anyway, today, um, we are talking about Justin Bieber. Yeah, this was um, high. Like I know we say this a lot, but this genuinely was highly requested by several people that I know in real life. And they were like, "Are you doing a Justin Bieber episode? Because he's got new music coming out." And I kept saying, "No, no." We're keeping that for a live show. But then today, Fanula clearly pointed out to me that Justin Bieber is no crack. He's not. And like, I I don't really mean that as a dig, but like, I think his story is like, is very complicated. And while he has like an incredible back catalogue of pop and R&B, he, he can also be problematic. And also like this whole new dimension of him being married and him being adult. Like he's not... I, I don't know. I was just like, the more it'd, be, it'd him, feel like, wrong to take the piss out of him at this yeah. stage, I think, when he's only really yeah. putting himself right. Um, yeah. Uh, we were going to do Demi Lovato, but I think we're going to do that next week because all her documentary is going to be out. Um, so as Breed's out, Breed was like, we should do this. And I was like, yeah, we should because I mean, I like him. Do you like him? I hear one more person first? say, I get my peaches up in Georgia. I am going to throw them. I get my peaches out in Georgia. Oh, yeah, shit. I get my weed from California. That's that shit. Everyone only seems to know that bit, though. And it's getting really fucking annoying. It's the best bit. <laughs> so yeah. much. Oh, what a song. Anyway, sorry. Do you do you like Justin Bieber? It's fucking snowing now. I can't be dealing with this. Do you like Justin Bieber? And do you remember when you first became aware of him? I... I do like Justin Bieber. As I, an artist, like uh, as, beyond anything else. I don't really follow his personal life too closely. I don't like, I never was like a mad believer. I never, I've never seen him live. I was never like madly in love with him as a like young one. Um, But I really always enjoy his music. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm never not impressed by the tunes he comes out with. Yeah. I... 
so when he released not baby what was his first one? i remember when one time came out i'm gonna tell you like, one time it was like a big thing in my class and like one girl in particular <laughs> was like obsessed with him and was like i love him and was like this is going to be like the next big thing whatever and then i remember i heard the song and i was like i don't really i'll see I it really vibe with this but like at, the, at that time he was like 13 or 14 he was young like yeah um and I didn't, I didn't really see the potential there. But again, I do think that was me being like, I'm not like other girls. I don't like yeah. boys who sing about pop. But I think there was something. Give me a boy with a skateboard and blue hair. Well, yeah, I was very much in my follow boy vibes at that point as well, I think. But I think another issue was that I found it like, not like, not weird. Because like, obviously you can have those like little romances and crushes at that age. But I suppose I found it like, easier to buy that kind of story and narrative from like an adult man or woman because it was like oh I'm going to be there at that point and I'm going to be in love with someone I'm going to have this mad relationship whereas like hearing it from like a peer talking about something like that I was like oh I don't know do you get what I'm saying no like as in I think there was something kind of more I love to use the word aspirational but like that kind of way from like when you had those kind of people talking about love because it seemed like something you were going to experience and it seemed like so mature and so cool. But then to hear just me were talking about like, uh, you're going to be my girl forever. I'm going to tell you one time. I was like, all right. Like I didn't really yeah. buy it because I was okay, that yeah, age. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. From in, I thought you were talking about people in your class. You didn't buy it from Justin. Yeah. You were like, you don't know I what don't, love is. Oh, I don't, you I don't are my I, age. Yeah, but I but I don't think my classmates bought it either. I think they just genuinely like liked the song. I think they like fancied him. Whereas like yeah. I didn't like I didn't fancy him because he was just like he was so young. He was yeah. so young. We were still he a year just, older than you. I know, but like when you when you see it at that, like I I'd, I'd fancy him now, and like yeah. as he kind of grew up, like I was like oh I saw it, but at that time I was like oh this is he was a baby. He, he was, was like uh he, I couldn't even know what age he was. Was he? 14 when he like became like the most famous person in the world like when I look at Quiva yeah. now I'm like imagine like your world turning upside down at that age like it's just the probably the worst possible time things could things could blow up for you I think it's, I tell yeah, you, it's no it's no wonder the way it's no wonder the struggles that he's had like literally yeah honest. um Justin Drew Bieber born first of March 1994 He's a Canadian-American singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist. First thing we have in common. <laughs> Growing up, he learned to play piano, drums, guitar and trumpet. He was signed to Orbmg Records in 2008 and his debut EP, My World, was re- released in late 2009. Um, he became the first artist to have seven songs from a debut record chart on the Billboard Hot 100. Which brings me to my first question I have here. Are Canadian people just more talented yeah, there's something in the water up there when you consider like Shawn Mendes. In terms of popular music, you're talking like Shawn Mendes, The Weeknd. Yeah. Um, all the levies. All the levies. Um, who else? Drake. Drake. Loads, more than you'd realise. I'm kind of going against my point here, but like, like there's a band I love called Valley. They're from Canada. Lights is a singer that I love from Canada. Um... Is Carly Rae Jepsen Canadian? No. I think so. I actually she? think she might be, yeah. Um, 
so in um, you looked that up there I'm going to keep going about our little JB yeah sorry I was, trying, try, I was trying to look up how old he was when he kind of blew up and it, he was like 14, 15 yeah so in early 2007 he was 12 and he sang he did a cover for a local singing competition in Stratford, Ontario and he sang do you know the song Fanula? Soul Sick by Neo Soul Sick by Neo I knew you'd know that and he placed second in the competition Um his mom posted a, a video of his performance on YouTube for their family and friends to see. And she carried on like uploading videos of him singing covers of like various um, R&B songs. And They're all still there on his YouTube channel as well. If you want to Are they? It. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not um, all of them, excuse me, but a lot of the, a lot of the big ones. Like if you go all the, all the way back, his YouTube channel, because I was watching Seasons earlier, that documentary that he did with YouTube. Yeah. And a good few of them are still there. Oh, um, so that's kind of how he got like a small bit of popularity on YouTube and started to like gain traction. So apparently the story goes that Scooter Braun was searching for videos of a different singer one day. Badman. Boo. Boo. Badman. Scooter Braun. Boo. Badman. Um, so he was like YouTubing at someone else and accidentally clicked onto one of Justin's videos in 2007. Justin Bieber is a 12 year old child. Um, he was he clicked it by accident, but he was like really impressed. So he went uh, and tracked down the theater of like where the video was that Justin was singing in, and then he found his school. And then from that, he was able to contact Justin's mom to be like, "Here, I think your kid's really talented." But Justin's mom, who was like, was initially like having none of it because Scooter Braun was Jewish. I know when I read that I was like what <laughs> insane she said she remembers praying God I gave him to you you could send me a Christian man a Christian label and God you don't want this Jewish kid to be my uh, be Justin's man do you however church elders convinced her to let Bieber go with Braun uh, so at age 13 Justin Bieber went to Atlanta Georgia with Scooter Braun and recorded demo tapes and he began singing with Usher a week later and that's when he was signed to the Raymond Braun Media Group, or BMG, which was a joint venture between Scooter Braun and Usher. Justin Timberlake was in the mix um, to sign Bieber as well, but he like lost out on the bidding war. And it, apparently it's because they were both named Justin or something and they thought it would confuse people. Yeah. Oh, so he let You wonder Usher how differently it. things would have gone if it was JT at the helm. Not that well, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? So that's a, it's the rest is history, as they say. Yep. Um, yeah, I watched earlier. I went on because I remember Val when she lived with me last year. She was obsessed with this Justin Bieber documentary or documentaries, um, the seasons one, and she was like, "I have to watch it. Like you'll see him in a totally different light." I'm obsessed from now. Him and Haley are like the the ones. Like if that's not real love, I don't know what love is kind of thing and I just never got around to watching it and I never really had much interest in watching it like I fair like fair play to them I don't really care to know the in and out intimate details of what's going on so today I sat down and I watched all the 10 episodes of seasons and I also watched next chapter which is like the newer documentary it's like 25 minutes long and it's um set in the last year or so uh, what did you think because I'm gonna be honest I only watched up as far as the episode where he was talking about um, the dark days, kind of yeah, where he kind of admitted about his addiction, which I'd known about, and I remember even hearing about. It, I was like, "That's fucking grim." But then to hear him say, 
oh yeah like I was smoking weed when I was like 12 13 I was like Jesus yeah like that was hard I'm gonna be honest so like obviously seasons was I I think two things I think it was a promotional tool as a lot of these documentaries are like these no holds fire documentaries to promote changes which was the album that came out in 2020 and to be honest I do think it was like a little bit of image rehabilitation I think it was a little bit of them trying to give more insight into his relationship with Haley because like obviously he's ha- we'll get into Selena at some point but like they'd obviously had that very public relationship that very public breakup like they had the kind of the fandom on side and then they broke up and like the fandoms were offside and I think it was trying to bring them into their relationship and kind of be like this is my wife I love her you need to leave her the fuck alone um but yeah, obviously you've watched all of it. And I kind of did, I did want to watch next chapter because I, again, that was a promotional thing, I think for Justice, which is his second last album. He literally, as we're recording this, he released another small project called Freedom, but that was his last, that's the album that Peaches is from. Like, what did you think? Because the first few episodes of Seasons for me were all about the album. And like, I didn't really care because that, like, I think Changes is a very hit or miss album. Yeah. From a music perspective, I'm like, I don't really care. And I kind of, I'm going to go back and obviously watch because there's an episode about his wedding and stuff and whatever. And I do find them as a celebrity couple incredibly dull, but I would like to get that insight to be like, is there more to this? Yeah. Other than the fact they're like this this couple who are like insanely happy and like they love their church and they love each other, you know? Yeah, I would. I watched uh, Next Chapter first and then Seasons after. And I kind of wish I'd watched them the other way around because I didn't find Seasons as good. I found it a bit more like contrived. Whereas next chapter, I was just like, like he opens it and he was just like, people want a happy ending. He was like, I want people to, or people want to see other people succeed. And he was like, that's what I want people to think about me when they think of me. He was like, he wants people to know that he, in the end, got back on his feet and did good, I think. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of like a nice thing. Was a, like, that's why I would open and I was like, okay, fair play to him. And it went on and it's just more, it feels more natural between him and Haley. Like I in watching next chapter I was like they are legit they are they are mad about each other like whereas in seasons when it's like the build up to their wedding and stuff I was like this girl is trying to marry a child like he they're at like the cake tasting and he's like can I go sit by the pool how much longer do we have to do this and like I just found it all like a bit I just found him not very likable I do really like Hayley um I I think she's obsessed with him I do I like that's what I got from it. But like she like she always but again I think they tried to play downplay that in the documentary. Like she was a believer. Like they There's footage. Like I this is the whole yeah. thing, right? I think like what we need to remember about Justin is that he came up in a time like he was the first person ever to be that famous in the era of social media. Yeah. Like he was the biggest, biggest, most famous person in the world as a 14 year old. And like he had to go through puberty with the world watching. He had to like grow up uh, with the world watching. There was even like, there's like, there's interviews of him, like obviously because his voice broke between albums. And like, there's interviews of him having to like justify that and why the album sounds different. And it's like, that's completely fucking insane. It's natural. It's literally just nature. But it's just, yeah, but it's just like, if anyone used their brain, it's like, why does he sound different? Because when, like, oh. But even like, there's footage of him and Haley meeting for the first time when they're both like tweens and her dad is like, brought, brings her to a concert or something to see him. And 
he's just like she's like hi I'm Haley, and he's like hi I'm Justin Bieber or whatever they shake hands and it's real awkward but they're kids and I was like could you imagine and like having fo- that footage of you meeting your future husband for the first time be that public and like scrutinized and stuff it's just it's insane and I'm so glad he's made it like this far alive like I actually just can't imagine what it's been like for him for the last 15 years yeah my friend Dave Henry who he's hosts no encore but he does like a lot of writing and stuff he wrote at the time or like kind of at the peak of a lot of Justin's shit that was going on in terms of like addiction and everything else and like his mental health struggles and he wrote a really good piece on that if you search it you'll find it um but like he kind of became this punching bag I think for media and again he's done some he's done some shitty things which we will talk about we will address and whatever else but I think a lot of the stuff that happened happened because he was growing up he was like dealing with addiction he was just, and like all these other things on the side yeah and then having to grow up very publicly on top of the fact that he like had all this pressure of being an artist of being a celebrity which I don't think any musician most musicians would say that I don't think anyone ever wants that I think they want to do it they want to do the music they don't want the fame you know yeah and yeah I think it's I think he says in the documentary as well he was like uh, just at the age it all blew up from like he never learned how to be like an appropriate adult like if that makes sense he he was like I never knew how to act I never I was just like kind of getting everything I wanted and he's like I didn't know how to be polite and like how to treat people the right way and he was like that's something I've had to learn and actively try to do he does kind of place the blame of that at the feet of his family like he had like like can you like it's not the feet I I don't think it's his family's fault maybe he was a little shit growing up I'm not saying it is but I'm not saying it is but that's kind of the way he said it he kind of was like my background like never lent me to because like his mom and dad were never married and then his mom his mom was very young as well bringing him up yeah like it just seemed I don't know and he kind of admits itself he was like I was a class kind of was never interested in school um yeah like he's like he's very frank about it like in admitting that he was like yeah like I wasn't a good person I will say and again I'm I'm basing this purely from seasons like because they interview Scooter throughout it and Scooter kind of says that like tr- obviously throughout the career I think he's saying that he didn't want him to he was either saying he didn't want him to release journals or around the time of journals journals one of his albums that he wanted him to take a break yeah. but it was kind of like that Justin didn't listen or whatever and I'm kind of like where again Scooter kind of tries to absolve himself of the blame and listen yeah. like if, if there's a there's a level of personal responsibility there for everyone but at the same time that it didn't leave a good taste in my mouth to have Scooter sit there and be like, oh, sure. Like I told him that he needed a break and sure, like he didn't listen to me. Yeah. And I'm like, you're in, you're in that much of a position. And like at that time, Justin still wasn't like that old. When yeah. Came out. I, he I, said I as well, he was him. like, oh, if I'd known then what I know now, I would have had Justin in therapy from day one. And I'm like, well, you just didn't care. Like you knew he was a child. You knew because what that was, was coming for him because you like, were in the industry. You were an older person. Like you didn't protect him like you probably would protect like someone now I don't know maybe he didn't know to the degree of because as you said he was kind of like the case study and coming up in that era and that age yeah but like I think they did know at some point I think they knew he knew sooner than he's letting on and it was yeah. kind of a case of 
sure we'll just like we'll roll with it whatever like it's just I think a, a lot of these people view it as part and, par- part and parcel of this celebrity kind of artist experience look yeah. at Demi like sure wasn't he managing or wasn't he involved with Demi Lovato at some point not and involved I, yeah. which you know what I mean part of her management as well yeah I was just trying to think like I was like do you, like who failed Justin Bieber and what has to change for like this not to be the cycle for people who get famous young? Yeah, Demi Lovato defended Scooter amidst the Taylor Swift stuff. Like, okay, so they're still, yeah. So he he might not still be managing her, but he was. Um, but the, and he manages like Ariana and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, he's still managing uh, Lovato from what I can see. Like, but what do you think has to change for this like not to be the cycle? Like, I you know. We're watching Billie Eilish go through it now and her whole documentary is basically them like seeing her family and all and her struggle with the cycle and trying not to let her fall down the same rabbit hole that like Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato, Selena, Amanda Bynes. They're like literally, how do we break the break this? Like, I just don't know. How can we let, think- like, do people just, do we have to stop like letting people be so successful so young? But then, well, this is the issue. will it just like, happen when they're older? It's not like you can unplug the internet. I think the internet has a lot to do with it. And then I think the other thing is having people in your team that don't have your best interests at heart. Yeah. Um, when you've that level of like fame, when you're at that level of fame and that level of like the money you're earning, I feel you're always going to attract the kind of people who have bad intentions um, or, or simply just don't know how to do it and want to be along for the ride. Like with this music, you've a lot, or with this industry, I think you've a lot of people who talk a big game and can bluff their way into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Scooter seems like the biggest fucking chance or in the world to be where he is now. Yeah, totally. Um, I think there's an element of that, I think, where Billy is lucky is in that, is that she has that like family unit. My argument would be that no one should be doing fucking anything before they're like 20 years of age. Yeah. And then there's another, I remember Robin saying in an interview before that like, that she'd been told before that if you haven't made it by the time you're 20, you're not going to make it. I think that's less true now. I think that was, I think there's still some truth in it. And it's not that I agree with it, but I, I do get where she's coming from. But I think you've seen so many people who've kind of flipped that and gone against that. Yeah. I don't think it's as applicable in 2021. Um, but like, I don't think, I think it's, I think it is dangerous to be famous going young. into, yeah, yeah. Just, like we've seen it's like so. Even if you're to, to look at a different industry, if you're to look at the movie industry, like it's, you yeah. see how hard it is for those people coming up when they've had to grow up. Like, there's very few. I don't mean success stories because obviously people have been successful or people have had their had their struggles and they've survived. But like, there's very few who've come through it without any struggle at all. And like, listen, that's not to say, like everyone struggles, like me or you yeah, struggle. Neither of us have to deal with addiction or those kind of things, whatever. I'm not saying people don't have very linear journeys to get to where they are. But I do, I do think there's an age thing. I do think there's like a team thing. As you said, there, there's no one, there's no school for telling you how to deal with being, how to deal with being famous or how to deal with social media or how to deal yeah. with anything like I don't like think I, I don't know what age you would know that you're ready to accept the level of like intrusiveness and stuff that comes along with being that famous like with even if you take like Little Mix as an example like they signed up to be 
girl bands like they signed up they went to X Factor with the intention of being the biggest girl band in the world they were like give me all the fame give me all the money give me all like give me the tours give me the concerts give me everything and I just don't think they I I think they'd say it themselves they had no idea what they were getting themselves in for so I'm just like what at what point like how are you, you'll never fully know what's coming I don't know especially and like as a child that's just my like times that by a hundred you know I do just to connect the Billy and Justin thing again I do fully believe that he is like he has this whole thing where he wants to mentor kids like not kids but like teenagers who are up and coming in the same industry and he does genuinely want to have an eye out for them because like I think he wishes someone like that had had his back when he was coming up you know I think he's trying to be different now and be like reach out to these people and be like talk to me let I'll, I'll show you the way and how not to do it pretty much yeah I don't think there's any ill not, intent there yeah. no I think or he balance, genu- yeah. genuinely is like please don't follow my my path if, if you just think of like how we've so we've mentioned like the two YouTube documentaries there but there there were two other films before that as well you would like never say never and believe like this even beyond like he gave so much of himself mm. even without like the whole intrusive people wanting to know or people going to whatever means necessary to find out and I do think that was down to like his management and his team yeah, as well there's no way he was like I want to well maybe uh, as a 15 year old I want to make a documentary about me like that's someone bringing yeah. that to him being like this is what we're going to do it's going to be great yeah it's just tough it just made me sad yeah yeah uh, especially when like he is very talented I'm sure some people if you don't like Justin Bieber you're not going to agree with that but in terms of and like uh, he has a lot of help like with that season's documentary you get an insight into like his main songwriter Pooh Bear who's done like uh, which I found so funny when I looked up his other songwriting credits like he's written do you remember Brooke Hogan <laughs> no, like, Hulk, Hogan's Hulk Hogan star yeah, yeah yeah he did a lot of songs for her which I thought was funny um he he does a lot of stuff like he's his main like songwriting partner um, and like you see clips of him in the documentary like he can play piano he can play guitar I do um, think he's very musical I think he's an incredible singer I don't know if he's the genius that like Billy and Phineas are and I hate to keep comparing them but that's just like the most recent documentary I've seen of someone in a similar situation I don't think he's like I don't think he's a genius I don't no, think it, he's not. I don't think it yeah. all goes on up there for him I just think he's very talented musically um, in terms of the songwriting and stuff I, I'm not sold yet I think you can make crack and pop bangers but um, does that make yes. you a musical genius? no Purpose an incredible album yeah say. was that the Sorry you know what a comeback album just everything yeah yeah that's my favourite what's your favourite what's your favourite Justin Bieber song ever and then I'm gonna because I, I put it to the patrons I'm gonna bring it up here while you're yeah, we need we need to get into the music, but my favorite, oh, see it, see it's hard. I re, as I said, I really like that Purpose album, the Justice album. The newest one is very good as well. Let me think. Um, oh, I like Company. I like. I've come back to that a lot. Actually, I'm listening to that a lot recently. Confident is good as well. Yeah, Chance Rapper. Yeah. Um. 
what else do I have? I wrote down some of the other singles here. I love, Beauty and the Beat is very good. Beauty and the Beat like, is a bop. And I fucking, we all hate Chris Brown, but uh, next to me, next to you, what is it called? Next to you, yeah. Tune. I'm not entertaining any Chris Brown chat on this podcast. No, no, no. It's Chris Brown. Take Chris Brown out of it. It's a tune. <laughs> The yeah. tune, if, you, if you were to sing it to me now, I'd say that's a tune. I'd like a Justin Bieber only version of that song. Yeah. But um, I really liked, lo- I obviously really like Peaches. Um, Holy is up there for Holy me. Holy is very good. Yeah. I really like Love Holy. Yourself. I know. And I get Sharon Rhoda, but like, it's good. Like, it's Sharon is a good songwriter. Um, mistletoe. Under the Mistletoe. Under the Mistletoe. Whatever. What was the general consensus from people on the Instagram? Yeah, sorry is the one that's appearing the most. Um, someone said, Sinead said, does Eenie Meenie with Sean Kingston count so much serotonin? Of course it does. Absolutely, Sinead. Sorry by far is such a bop. Sorry, sorry, one time. Sorry is a banger. Not gone on much of his music. Just not for me, but I like his new songs. What do you mean, sorry, love yourself was a God tier single run. Baby, 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 three in a row. Um, baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Job, uh, job obsessed with Ghost off the new album. Where are you now, baby? You smile. Sorry, love yourself. Falala from the Christmas album. He has so many good tunes, but it's a timeless bop. I do not know. I haven't that. listened to a lot of the Christmas album. Purpose, boyfriend, listen to it uh, most days, ironically, most days, but it's in all my playlists. Sorry, Beauty and the Beat. What do you mean? What do you mean? Just, and it goes on and on. Never say never. Never say never is good. I never thought that I. You smile. You smile. No, I hate you smile. Sorry, I hate you, you smile. smile. I no. smile. Is that it? <laughs> it's too, it's too, it's too childish for me. Somebody to love with Usher. Yes. Oh my God. I, I am putting somebody. that on later. That's a cooking uh, in the kitchen song. Sorry. Do you know the other song that has, that Pooh Bear has like songwriting credit for, credits for? No. Do you know Usher I caught up? I'm so caught up and feeling it caught up. I don't know what it is. What? Oh, an unrelenting tune. Um, yeah. So let's get into it. As you said, there he signed there, and from there he was introduced to LA Reid. So he was signed to Island from there, where he released uh, one time. Uh, he was still recording his debut album at that time, um, and the song reached number twelve on the Canadian Hot 100 during its first week of release in two thousand nine, and later picked later peaked at seventeen the billboard hot 100 which is like so shite when you compare to like how he is now yeah um but it had success in international markets like canada uh australia new zealand um and then his first release was an ep my world um second single one less only girl another terrible song really do not enjoy that at all but i think it's quintessential of who he was at the time um so like we'd forgive it whatever and then two promo singles do you remember love me Love me, love me, say that. It sampled whatever that time yeah. was. It's pretty good. I like that at the time. I don't think I listened to it now. Favorite girl? I don't really remember. And um, they charted it within the top 40. And then his big like breakout hit. And again, I talk all the time about me obsessively watching the Billboard charts, but I remember this coming out of the Billboard chart and like watching to see how it did. Uh, Baby. From My World 2.0, his collab with Ludacris. What a tune. When I was 13, I had my first love. There was nobody that compared to my baby. And that's okay. She had me going crazy. Oh, I was starstruck. She woke me up daily. He's still doing stuff. Ludacris has no business being that funny. No, he really doesn't. 
skip a beat when I see her on the street and of uh, school to the playground that went to but I really want to see her on the weekend and <laughs> that went to, that went to number five in the US and uh, number three in Canada and reached the 10 in several international markets and then you would uh, did he peak with baby be honest did he peak with baby no okay he hasn't even begun to peak. No, I don't think so. Because uh, I don't actually really think I liked Baby upon initial release. I remember, like, my sister was at actual Baby at the time, and it was the only song she could sing. It was like yeah. one of her first words was like, baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby, um, baby. What movie is that that I keep, I've been doing that all day? I've no baby, idea. Baby, baby, baby. Um, so then he released, is this My World 2.0? Yeah, debuted at number one in the US Billboard 200, making Bieber the youngest solo male act to top the charts in Stevie Wonder in 1963. Uh, My World 2.0 also debuted at number one in Canada, in Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand, and reached the top 15 uh, of 15 other countries. He then released Eeny Meeny. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sean Kingston, iconic Catch a bad chick by her toe. If she hollers, let her go. Sound advice. Yeah, consent. Not be cat consent from Sean Kingston. Um, oh, that's an by Sean no, Kingston. stop it. Um, <laughs> then he released Somebody to Love. That was April 2010. That was the next single from My World 2.0. It was a remix. So there was like an original and then he jumped on with Usher. Um, then he went out on tour in 2020, the My World Tour. Uh, that year, it was reported that he was the most searched for celebrity on the internet. And then that same month, July 2010, his music video, Baby, surpassed Lady Gaga's Bad Romance. As Imagine, the as a child. Being the most searched person in the world. Yeah. As a child. It's very, it's invasive when you put it like that. Yeah. When you put it like that, it's like, that's weird. Um, so sorry, most viewed and also the most disliked YouTube video ever. Um, but he was later beaten by Taylor Swift with Blank Space. Um, it, that's possibly been beaten since. That was in Yeah, by Gangnam Style. Or Baby Shark. Oh, yeah, probably one of them. But Baby Shark doesn't count. Uh, he do you remember this do you remember him guest starring on CSI oh was he mm, I feel like I do but I don't know if that's just my brain saying I do because you've just when I read me. it I, rem- I remember it yeah what the fuck and I remember it being like a body? So highly publicized he played a troubled teen who was faced with a difficult decision regarding his only brother who's also a serial bomber no he I've no in a subsequent of episode of the series um, spoiler alert Don't you hate it is killed. Yeah. When your brother is a serial bomber Hate that uh, Never Say Never was the 3D Park Biopic Park concert That's film That was released in 2011 uh, Directed by John M. Chu 
John M. Chu also directed Step Up to the Streets. Yes, that's with your man from uh, what's that movie we were talking about earlier? She's, She's the, man. the man that we did for Patreon. Yeah, goodbye. Oh, subscribe. Uh, Gem and the Holograms and one for you, Breed. Uh, he's uh, working on In the Heights just year, <gasps> later this year. It's coming out in June. I'm so excited. It's been yep. shot now. The trailers are out. It looks very good. Um, it's what not- is he like? A choreographer? No director. Oh. Oh, sorry. Actually, it might not be. I think it's anything. Where is Kenny Ortega in all of this success? In the midst of all oh. the success, give me the two degrees of separation to Kenny Ortega. Oh, gee. Oh, that's it. Would be much harder than me, I think. Um, the film that he is a person upcoming projects. Hang on, let me have a look. Let me just double check this so I don't have to come back to correction corner. Two directed in the Heights, based on the Broadway musical of the same name for Warner Brothers. Love that. Um. What was I going to say? Yes, back to my notes. So yeah, Never Say Never. This grossed $30.3 million for the weekend. Narrowly beaten by the romantic comedy Just Go With It. Um, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. Yes. I couldn't remember that movie. No, is it, is that Jen- is it Jennifer Aniston and Adam oh, Sandler? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Um, it reportedly exceeded industry expectations, nearly matching the $31.1 million grossed by Miley Cyrus's 2008 3D concert film, Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus' Best of Both Worlds concert, True. which holds the record for the top debut for a music documentary. Um, then you would end of 2011, he'd released a Christmas album, Under the Mistletoe, which we all know, and he re-recorded All I Want for Christmas Is You with Mariah, a far, far inferior version, we all agree. <laughs> Then in 2019, we had Believe, which is his third studio album. Uh, Boyfriend went to number two in the US and became his first single to go to number one in Canada, which is gas. Um, following that, we had All Around the World with Ludacris. You just can't let Ludacris go. There was a promotional single. And then the second what did that go like? All around the world, people want to be loved. Okay. Do you remember? There's no, no, I keep thinking of Charlie XCX. Oh yeah, not that. Um, do you remember As Long As You Love Me with Big Sean? As long as, as, long as you love me. Yeah. I mean, and then, uh, something like that. Um, I don't know, something like that. Beauty and a Beat was the third single featuring Nicki Minaj, as we mentioned. Yeah. Um, the video held the record for the most video views in 24 hours when it was released with 10.6 million views. Again, obviously it's been beaten since. Um, he did Saturday Night Live to promote the album. Uh, he was a host and musical guest uh, in... Or no, sorry, this wasn't around the time of Believe, but he did do Saturday Night Live uh, and his appearance I don't remember him doing Saturday Night Live this one but his appearance was panned by critics and cast members were like really not complimentary of him Kate McKinnon said it was really clear he wasn't comfortable being a host and Bill Hader said he was like really uncomfortable with Bieber and his entourage and he said Aww. that in his eight years on SNL Bieber was the only one who lived up to his reputation Aww. which which again makes me sad because it's like you knew then that it was like, he probably was being a bit of a dickhead, but I feel like he was also a victim of his circumstance. Yeah, he just didn't know any better. Yeah. Um, following that, he released like a track a day in the lead up to the Believe movie. This was like another documentary he did. And this project became Journals. And that uh, has confidence on it that I mentioned with Chance the Rapper. It's very good. Like a lot of people consider it like, and as the fans, I think, consider it critically his best. And like, it's kind of one that I think is forgotten about. I can give you two degrees of separation from Chance the Rapper. Okay. My, my, I think my brother has been in the same room as him. 
Okay. Is that so just that's, one? That's one. For, yeah, but two from you. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'd love to meet Chance Rapper, but I feel like he's, I feel like he's another one that the fame has kind of gotten to him a bit. I don't know. I feel like he's a bit cranky, like. Okay. I don't know. I can't comment either way. He's in a big, he's in a big money war, I, shit, I think, with his manager and like his, his album was not good at all. But anyway, um, then we had, like, he's so good with his collaborations, like 2015, you could not go anywhere without hearing Where Are You Now with him and Jackie. Where are you now? I hate that song. Do you? That, I hate that particular song. Okay. That is do, 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 say, why? Why? Do, 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 do. I just hate it. It's just annoying. It's um, annoying who to is me. Jack U? Jack U. Who's the the producer? Like, who is he? It? What is it like a, a synonym? I know who it is. Like, I'm I'm who there. No, yeah, but it's like a group. It's is like it, you know the way Silk City is, is Diplo it? and Mark Ronson. Oh. Jack, Jack U is. Can I have Diplo a clue? Oh no, I would never have gotten that. They won a Grammy for that, and then he went into his Purpose era. Uh, what do you mean? The lead single became Bieber's first number one single on the Billboard Hot 100. So he'd had like number one albums since, but like he could not crack that chart. And this is where I think things really escalated for him, even though it was kind of considered a comeback album. I think there was a few years between. Maybe was there two years between? I think I said, sorry, I need to go back and correct myself. I think I said that Believe came in June 2019, which is not true. It was June 2013. Oh, yeah. I got confused You're way ahead of yourself. Sorry. So SNL did come out in 2013 and it was to promote Believe and that's why people were critical of it. Correction corner over, back to purpose. This is kind of viewed as a comeback album because I think he was like dealing with all this shit and was like cancelling tours or like hadn't been seen in a while. And this was like kind of his next really like mature Phase. So we had What Do You Mean? Uh, he became the youngest male artist to debut, to debut at the top of the chart, earning him a Guinness World Record. Yeah. Sorry. Um, that went to number two. And then for eight non consecutive weeks at number two, uh, it climbed to the top spot of the chart and became Bieber's second number one single on the Billboard Hot 100. Third single was Purpose, which peaked at number one in the US. Um, he became the first male artist in almost a decade to have three number ones from an album. Since, let's bring it back. Justin Timberlake lasted with his album Future Sex Love Sounds in 2006, 2007. And then Company was the fourth single off that album. And, and that was released in 2016. And then in 2016, you had him doing like other collabs. He did Cold Water with Major Lazer and Moe. Oh yeah, that he was did, good. Uh, Let Me Love You, which he did with DJ Snake. He was like, he was everywhere without even having to do his own music. Like, you know what I mean? It yeah. was, he was inescapable with that genre. Then... Which I found was funny after watching Seasons. Obviously, he came on the remix of Despacito with Louis Fonzi and Daddy Yankee. Um, that was his first release of 2017 and the first in which he sings Spanish. Yeah. Um, and him being on the track boosted the original song to that 100 top 10. And it became uh, the first mostly Spanish song, language song in the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 since the Macarena in 1996. What I thought was funny is he talks about it in seasons that he actually can't speak Spanish. Yeah, he's he just, just mimicking the sound. Which is like, I feel like funny. most of them are and at that. A, and then there's a part of me that's like, is it I appropriation? It's not appropriation, but I'm just kind of like, you're benefiting off this part of like music. Like we've talked about it before, like that kind of, that Latin music industry is like, really on the up and like really sportive of its artists and it's kind of like he's benefiting from that without actually 
knowing or caring about the culture really like yeah I just like I just think like to be honest he shouldn't she shouldn't have said anything about not being able to speak Spanish yeah and I think only for the fact that they were recording it and it was obvious that he couldn't I was like why like you didn't have to say that you could just said nothing and been like anyway which isn't the right thing to do either but like I don't know why you didn't tell the camera but anyway um 2018 he did some bits of DJ Khaled he did no brainer that's a fucking great tune that's What's an that absolute earworm uh, you stick out of the crowd, baby. It's a no brainer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tune him and me be for real. Very good. Changes obviously then came in 2020. Lead single was Yummy. Very bad song. Yeah, I hate it. Very, yummy. very terrible song. Um, not good. He did, he did collab with Kaylani, uh, Get Me, that was released as a promotional single. Not great, even though I do really like the two of them. And then Intentions was the third single with Quavo. Uh, Quavo, guy from what are they called again? Migos. Did you see that thing though at the time? Like obviously he was trying to utilize TikTok and like try to get the promo for it. So he like came up or someone in his team came up with this dance to do it. And he was dead. <laughs> you could tell he was really mad for it to go viral. But like when you clicked in the sound on TikTok, it was just, it was like multiple videos of him doing the dance for the top of the sound. Like he couldn't, it was so funny to see that happen and to see the TikTok audience be like, no, like sorry. Like, Justin Bieber. Well, yeah, they were just like, to Justin Bieber. Quavo yeah. is not out here doing TikTok dances. Yeah, fair. Um, the singles didn't do that well, but the album went to number one and it was his seventh number one album. Uh, in May, he released that collab with Ariana Grande, Stuck With You, which stopped the Billboard Hot 100. I think that was a fundraiser for the Red Cross. That was a good song. It was something to do with COVID. I didn't like it. I liked it. I didn't like it, but like obviously the intent was good, so whatever. Then uh, he went into the new era of promotion. As we said, he came out with Holy... Uh, the middle of 2020 with Chance the Rapper. Um, that peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, he followed that up with Lonely, which is a collaboration with Benny Blanco. He's a very prolific producer. Um, and then he released the third single, Anyone, that started this year from his sixth album, Justice. Um, Hold On came next, which I've heard on the radio. It was very, very good. But it's so funny, like Peaches is the most recent single. That's debuted at number one. Um, as did Justice. But it's so funny the way the album kind of rollouts can go and like the things you identify as singles and like not to be, like obviously all the previous singles have done really well in comparison. But like for Peaches is the fifth single and it's just like it just got people. I think it yeah. was why he did a Tiny Desk performance and it it was really really good. But um yeah, so then uh he's just tied Drake for the second most Hot 100 debuts of all time with Peaches. He has so um, many Guinness World Records, doesn't he? He has like eight. Yeah. Uh, so he's tied Drake I'm trying to see how many he has uh, anyway yeah he's tied Drake uh, last week Bieber was tied with Mariah Carey Travis Scott and Taylor Swift with the third most number one debuts on Hot 100 as of, as all of those blood figures have opened in first place three times now he's passed them but it's entirely possible that either Scott or Swift could collect another leader upon arrival at any point in the coming months or years yeah I would imagine with their re-release of Fearless yeah she's gonna knock him off um, he has kind of been in hot water recently as well so there's like an interlude in the middle of the Justice album that samples and again I don't know how they thought this was a good idea but anyway there's this interlude in the middle of it um that's uh called mlk in- interlude so like it's martin luther king uh and it's been slated by a lot of people because it's taken from a speech of martin luther king obviously 
but the way it's cut off, it makes the end of it sound like he's saying stand up for Justin as opposed to what he actually says, which is stand up for justice. No, you can't be at that. You cannot be at that. Yeah, it's Martin Luther King. Yeah, it's not great. Now, like he's he's featured on another song. I haven't listened to Justice all the way through, so I'm not fully sure. And he's listed as a co-writer, but like, a lot of people have been like, wasn't it him that was like? I'm pretty sure Anne Frank would have been my a believer as well. Yes, yeah, Justin. Now again, I think he said this. The past is the past. Yeah, no, fairness. But he was chatting to fans on Clubhouse, and he said, um, (laughs) he said that his Canadian schooling meant that he wasn't taught about Black history. It was just not a part of our education system. I think for me, coming from Canada and being uneducated and making insensitive jokes when I was a kid and being insensitive and being honestly just part of the problem because I just didn't know better. For me to have this platform to just share this raw moment of Martin Luther King in a time where he knew he was going to die for what he was standing up for. Um, He said he was willing to endure as much hate by putting Dr. King's speeches on the album in an effort to demonstrate what he believes justice looks like. Finishing, the singer said he he had intended to amplify the civil rights leaders incredibly touching speech through its conclusion. He kind of didn't really apologize. I mean, I don't think he is going to back down at this point. I think it's a bit weird. Um, now, and now he's kind of said, like, obviously the fact that his album is called Justice, um, he's, he's kind of uh, promoting a lot of organizations that in his view embody justice. So he is like, Compton Pledge, the King Center, Unite the Poor, this is about humanity, lift communities. Like he's talking about them across social media as well. And I'm pretty sure he's donating, but like, it was just like, I don't know how someone on his team wasn't like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? You know? Yeah. There was another issue as well. So he, for the 2021 Grammys, he was nominated for best pop vocal album for Changes. So the album that was released before this. But he basically put out this huge statement on Instagram saying, um, he was like, I'm flattered to be acknowledged and appreciated for my artistry. I'm very meticulous and intentional about my music. With that being said, I set out to make an R&B album. Changes was and is an R&B album. It is not being acknowledged as an R&B album, which is very strange to me. I grew up admiring R&B music and wished to make a project that would embody that sound. For this not to be put into that category feels weird considering from the chords to the melodies to the vocal style, all the way down to the hip hop drums that were chosen. It is undeniably, unmistakably an R&B album. To be clear, I absolutely love pop music. It just wasn't what I set out to make this time around. My gratitude for feeling respected for my work remains and I'm honored honored to be nominated either way. Um, and I quite I remember this coming out and being like, "You are such a fucking whinge bag." Yeah, you are such a whinge bag. But I think it, we t- we talked about it on the little Nas X episode, like the discrepancies between genres and like how much, like these kind of like between Billboard and these kind of bodies, like the Grammys, that kind of don't recognize it. That I kind of I don't necessarily sympathize, but I can understand that it's pro- that it is frustrating. But at the same time like he's been known as a pop artist for so long and there still is a lot of pop in changes yeah to be honest um to be honest i'll always be honest um so yeah he just released that new record freedom which i haven't listened to it's not like a full album um justin bieber freedom let me tell you who's on that now dropped it on easter sunday uh, surprise album this was two weeks after justice uh, six songs featuring gospel music to coincide with holiday and um, freedom the title track is a collab with beam who i think is on justice as well um, and other featured artists include brandon love chandler moore pink sweats and judah smith um so yeah there you go it, it justice got a very good review on pitchfork 
and there seemed to be a lot of speculation that he paid for that review. He got oh. like a 7.5, which is like good for Pitchfork, and I think good for him within the realms of Pitchfork, you know what I mean? But yeah. He's incredibly religious. And I think he was like born again and like rechristened as a teenager or something. Or like an, yeah. a young adult. Yeah. And I just wonder, is there, I went to ask you this, I thought of it earlier, but is there, is there like some correlation to being, from being like mega famous and really giving it up to God? Like, um, I, there opinion. definitely is. Do you think but it's because, is. yeah. Do you think it's because like if when you're that famous and your world, like when you are like the chosen one that has been like, that is the celebrity of the moment. Are you a bit like, why me? And like kind of grasping for meaning? I think so. I think grasping there's an for element purpose? I do. Yeah, I think there's an element of that. He's a yeah. part of Hill song, fucking Justin Bieber Hill song. I just thought it was interesting. Uh, They're much more religious than common folk these days, like. I think we're all like, I don't know. Justin Bieber reveals he quit Hillsong Church after cutting ties. Uh, so one of the pastors is after getting, he's in this like cheating scandal, Carol Lentz. Um, he would have been one of the main pastors in Hillsong. Row, row. Um, so he seems to have quit now, apparently. Is he, he's not the pal that he had in the documentary. He has like some pastor friend in his documentary. Could be. Where he's I like. I have a watch as far as I'm He's like, oh, you've. On that. Yeah. Um, but there was like loads of rumors about him becoming a minister and stuff but he actually said uh, he said on his stories he's not a part of Hillsong I am a part of Church Home which I think is a different church uh, clearly but yeah that minister was like he's been like heavily heavily criticized because again it, obviously it's very holier than thou like thou shalt be without sin but he basically can't have an affair on his wife Um. So naughty, naughty. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Selena is like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, it is your man that's in the documentary because there's a clip here in the article. Then it's your man that officiated the wedding between him and Haley. Like, oh shitty. Yeah. Um. So he's cut ties with that guy. Yeah. And apparently, isn't with Hillsong now. Insane. Yeah, because the whole thing in the documentary was like you're like, I consider you such a close friend. Like, you're not only my pastor, but like, um, uh, all this, like, I really respect you as a husband and as a father. And like, you've really shown me what it's like to be a good husband and all. That was fully the whole thing. And now this. Ox. Do you want me to talk briefly about Selena? Yeah. Um, our good old Selena Gomez. So they were on and off again from December 2010 to March 2018. Selena Gomez, actress and singer, episode pending at some point. I'll never forget them at the, on the VMAs, that like red carpet where he's wearing that like huge suit that doesn't really look like it fits him and she's wearing that silver dress. And oh yeah. His hair like all quaffed. And there was like some kind of, because I think they were both like presenting on the night themselves. And there was a whole bit where he like kissed her on the cheek and stuff. And it was just like. So dramatic and so, yeah. so much gossip for our, our little teenage selves. Truly, yeah. Um, He said on the Alan DeGeneres show that the songs, sorry, mark my words. And what do you mean? Are all about his relationship with her. Probably more. There's probably more. Um, 
so they were both in the spotlight from a young age and they had a lot of trouble keeping like the details of their relationship private and like keeping the drama under the radar like there was a lot of it was a lot of drama yeah um, in 2016, the ex-lovers hurled cheating accusations at each other over Instagram, which was seen by millions of their combined followers. Um, it was like a very heated spot that caused Justin to delete his account altogether. And then Selena took some time off to like focus on her health. And she came back in 2016, November 2016, two months later, saying that she was dating the weekend um, for nearly 10 months. And Justin was like very petty about it all. So they broke up. She broke up at the weekend. I think they got back together for one last time. And then they broke up in March 2018. So like he hasn't very, he hasn't been single for very long because they kind of grew up together. They were on and off. Uh, March 2018, they broke up. Um, And then in the times when they were broken up, he was with Haley for like a brief time in like 2015, 2016 for like two months. Hayley Baldwin, um, daughter of Stephen Baldwin from the Flintstones. Uh, is he in the Flintstones? Isn't it Stephen Baldwin that's in the Flintstones? What character does he play in the Flintstones? Like not the fr- like the friend of Fred. Hang What's on, this? it's coming up. I think you might be right. That's the only reason I know him. Aviva Rock Vegas. Whatever, Kate like the Krakowski is in this. We need to watch this again. Ava. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. used to be the big, big movie all the time. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, I used to, it was constantly a big, big movie. Yeah. yeah. So, oh is, my is God. Is he Fred? No, he's, yeah, he's, no, he's Barney. Barney, yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I cannot believe Jane Krakowski is in this. Jane Krakowski is 30 Rock. Yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, he started dating it's like Haley. A, it's a prequel to the to the Flintstones. Yeah, which was like the better one, I think, because that was like John Goodman, Rosie O'Donnell, Gina Davis, and that. No, not Gina Davis. Hang on, let me bring it up. Kyle McLaughlin, Halle Berry was in it. Halle Berry, Kyle McLaughlin. That's where I know him from. Oh my god, Orson from Desperate Housewives. Um, who was the wife? Uh, Elizabeth Perkins played Wilma. Elizabeth Perkins. And Rosie O'Donnell played Betty. Elizabeth Perkins is very much of that era, that Gina Davis era. Who but like, what character is Pearl Slaghoople? She's definitely someone who tries to make the husband cheat to get like in on in on some business venture or something. Elizabeth Taylor played her anyway. Anyway, anyway sorry, it's not the Elizabeth Taylor. The so the Justin and Haley dated for like two months, 2015, 2016, um, and then broke up. He was back with Selena and then dumped Selena March 2018 or they split up. And then in June 2018, he started dating Haley again. They got engaged a month later and legally married in September of that year. And then married again in their like official religious wedding on September 30th, 2019. And it was just, it, it's, it was all very quick. From but one she, girl she to, the, igno- to the other. She does acknowledge that in the season's documentary where she's like, she had to ring her parents and be like, yeah, of all, I need you to tell me right now, this is insane. And yep. like be really honest, but she was also like, I just knew I wanted to do it. I was like, what the fuck are you bothering in your parents? In By all accounts, like people seem to think they're a, like very well matched. And she is like the perfect girl for him. Yeah, all of his management have said that like, she's she's so patient, whatever. And that's why like, I think I won't, the actual quote is, if I could have picked her from the stars, it would have been her. Yeah. But like, 
it's interesting as well though then like I've seen clips on TikTok of like and again they're like very isolated instance, instances and also be aware that like I haven't really followed either of them in for in a personal capacity but like there's a couple of instances where like people where like he seems to be like very immature like kind of similar enough to that cake chasing thing yeah where it's like is she baby he's being very he's being very immature and it where they're kind of being like Justin treats Haley like absolute dog shit basically yeah and then I, I think get it those also vibes. Be, it must also be very hard for her though because again you have like you have on her channel where she's like putting up like music video or videos of her doing her makeup or whatever and the music will be peaches or the music will be a Justin Bieber song to support him and uh, like all the comments are about like Jelena and Selena and about like and if it's not like comments being like we prefer Selena or like R.I.P. Jelena like it's people defending Hayley and that that has to weigh on her mind like absolutely you know she does seem like a nice gal and I do fully believe like I said earlier she does love him like I don't think she's with him because he's Justin Bieber like, I don't think she's with him so that she'll be Justin Bieber's wife. I think she is just so happy to be married to Justin. Like, I do think they're, like, in love. Do you know what I mean? I don't think she wants to be known for being his wife. I just think she wants to be his wife. Yeah. I'm just looking at my old Daily Edge articles about anything that I wrote about him and Hayley. Um, no praise. Self-praise it, is no praise. For well, uh, sorry, I might not have necessarily written them, but I, I definitely <laughs> wrote one of them. Um... So yeah, and they did that weird Vogue cover. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a... Okay, that's not really relevant. I'm trying to think. Justin Bieber celebrates his engagement to Hayley Bieber with much talk of Jesus. Hayley Baldwin. She's actually copyrighted Hayley... Hayley Baldwin Bieber Beauty. So I it seems that. like she might be doing... Yeah, I know. I think she's going to do some kind of beauty line. And she just started a YouTube channel. Um, better late than never <laughs> yeah here youtube's just about to take off yeah um he went through a year of celibacy before he got with Haley as well this was in the it was a lockdown actually just uh, that he believed that god blessed him with his wife Haley after more than a year spent abstaining from sex uh the singer admitted that he had been super promiscuous in the past and wanted to address it by embarking on a period of celibacy i wanted to rededicate myself to god in that way because i really felt it was better for the condition of my soul uh, god doesn't ask us to not to have sex for him because he wants rules and stuff he's like i'm trying to protect you from hurt and pain i think sex can cause a lot of pain sometimes people have sex because they don't feel good enough because they lack self-worth women do that and guys do that um, and he believes that sacrifice brought him Haley. so there you go love that for them i mean you, you could just get married as well that's all it sounds like somebody wants to ride um, are they going to stay together i hate being mean and talking about it like this but like I, a lot of people are like, if that's not love, then what is love? And I, but I, and I get that, but they are so young. She's only twenty four. He's only twenty six. It they have a long way to go. Much. Oh yeah, he is. Happy birthday, Justin. Um, I'm four weeks late, but uh, they're so young, and I do believe they are madly in love right now. But to be that famous and under that spotlight, and for your marriage to survive, is a tricky feat that we rarely see. So. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of think as well. He wants the marriage to fix things. Yeah, I do think in the second documentary, the newer one, he looks a lot healthier, a lot happier, a lot more mature, and I think a lot of that is down to her. Yeah. Um. So, like, listen, if maybe she will fix things, fair play to them. Yeah. 
do you have any parting thoughts on Justin Bieber? Any parting thoughts? I think he's a very interesting case study celebrity-wise and has some absolute bangers. And my one regret is not going to see him live in the RDS. Yeah, I would love to see him live. A good concert. And I think that was the purpose for the the and I think I was offered tickets for it and I just didn't go or I couldn't go and I was like absolutely raging that I didn't the sessions documentary is like him building up for like his big comeback and that built up to like the end of 2019 and then 2020 hit so he hasn't been able to tour so I think once we come out of all of this he's gonna put on like the best tour ever and I would love to be there yeah we'll see We'll see if we'll you're see. good. If, if anyone was um, a hardcore believer or maybe met him when he was in Dublin, perchance, hit us in the DMs. We'll share everything anonymously on the Instagram story. Yes, please. We love that piping hot tea. Uh, any mini bandwagons, Breach? I sure do. Um, I saw this trailer for a new movie. Actually, I think it's like number one in Ireland at the minute on Netflix. And I really want to watch it because it seems right up my street. It's Sarah Paulson. The movie's called Run. It's a oh, I've seen a couple of people talk about this. Thriller, horror, um, new. Uh, got 90% thriller, on... Thriller, ro- new, great. Uh, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Great. So it's Sarah Paulson and Kira Allen. Um, and the plot is, Chloe was raised by her mother, Diane, in total isolation. Her mother has totally controlled her since she was born. But now as a teenager, Chloe is starting to explore her mother's secrets. Kind of gives me big... Um, Gypsy Rose vibes, but I don't know. I don't know. I think you have to I watch it to figure it out. Jack, who I used to live with, recommended it to me. Yeah, yeah I'd he like. Said, he said, "Yeah, sorry." He said, "Run on Netflix is a creepy watch. Massive Joey King in the act vibes." Yeah, that's exactly that's Gypsy Rose. And he said, "The main girl is way more watchable than Joey King." Great. I don't know who the main girl is, but I will watch it. Um, it's on Netflix, and that's yes, run. yeah. My next two mini bandwagons, I wrote down in a rush. And the second one is like obnoxious, obnoxious Cakes, which is just like a personal thing I'm at at the minute. I'm trying to make one of those big obnoxious Kinder Bueno cakes. Okay. Um, That's all. Like, that's as much as I can say on it. Okay. Um, and then G-Lay weather, because I got a new G-Lay recently, and this is the perfect weather for it's it. It's not G-Lay weather. I would say it is. I feel like there's actually never a time to wear a G-Lay. No, it, this is G-Lay, G-Lay weather. Also. Spring. It's not, you don't say G-Lay with a heart, with a G, it's G-Lay. Gillet. No, I like no. Um, um I feel like gilets are hard to wear because it's never. I got a gorgeous get that middle ground weather. Like this is it. I'm telling you now. This no, is the I middle ground weather. It was sunny yesterday and now it's snowing. This is gilet weather. I got a gorgeous Zara one on Depop. It's like khaki and like long and it has a hood and what it's like wear under it though. Long sleeve top. It's long. Yeah, like covers your bum. Long and no sleep. Oh, okay. Um, it's like wearing a duvet. It's lovely. It's like wearing a sleeping bag around with, arm, with your arms sticking out and I really enjoy it. But as we were recording, a gorgeous listener named Ivan came to my rescue and reminded me that uh, Mom or M-O-M are back with a new single. She said, excellent new song by a band you put me onto in an earlier mini bandwagon. Song of the summer last year, would recommend. Um, and I think it's called Down by the River. Yes, it is. I've seen it. Um, and it's I think they're called is it mom or mom do you know mom I don't know anyway they're trying their fusion. Instagram is called we are rebel pop I will say which irritates me because the brand rebel is pop all over the place. yeah I did not read it like that bell pop I always thought it said that makes how no sense do you, how that doesn't make any sense either we are oh my god 
I've only just realized now I've been reading that wrong the whole time. We are rebel pop. Yeah, they are rebel That's pop. It's not a criticism of you guys, but I do, rebel I pop and trad fusion. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a bop. So maybe we'll get them on our interview series and we can yeah. talk about why they have two different. Uh... Yeah, they can explain it to us. Yeah. Um, maybe MOM is too short for a handle. Yeah. I'm sure they'll explain. Anyway. Good to hear from them. Um, as mentioned earlier, we reviewed She's the Man for the Patreon this week as part of Movie Club. So come join us over there. Uh, how much is it a month again? How do I never remember this? A fiver. Fiver. Literally a fiver. Fiver a month. You get four. So you get at least four bonus episodes a month, sometimes more, depending on what we have on. Uh, Breed as a tower reading or a dream analysis, depending on the month. And you get a playlist for me as well. And um, you also get first listen to our uh, music interview series that we just mentioned. Um, and yeah, this podcast has been produced by Collaborative Studios. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on. Oh, it has to be nice though. Um, yeah. Follow us on Spotify. You get all the up to date episodes before everyone else. Well, unless they also follow on Spotify, then they'll get them at the same time. We are Banwang's podcast over on social media. Um, I've been Fula. I've been Breed. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you again next week. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.